Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. A very warm welcome to you then. This is the Premier League Daily. It's sort of the match play daily, just called the Premier League Daily instead. That's all. We're really imaginative uh, on this side here, our online darts. Jonathan Eaton, Jack Gobby Garwood alongside you to talk through Gob. A very strange but really intriguing night seven of the Premier League. The first night, obviously, in Milton Keynes, behind closed doors. It's been 166 days since that fateful night in Liverpool. The last time that big-time darts were on the TV before the pandemic, the last time that crowds have actually watched live darts uh, in 2020. And in some ways it did disappoint, but in many ways it didn't, I thought, tonight. Yeah, there were a couple of surprises from our predictions, but um, cracking standard of matches throughout, the standard nerves and a little bit of match sharpness missing from a few players that we expected. We didn't have much visibility on them apart from the match play and, and the summer series. So, yeah, shocks, surprises, good performances, very solid performances, um, but a really entertaining first night of Premier League Arts to return. Absolutely. We'll go through the games in sort of, not really chronological order, but certainly in terms of orders of importance. And I think we have to start with the only man who, in the nine that were in the main Premier League that hadn't won a game before tonight, Gob. Daryl Gurney, a huge win for him, not just in terms of the size, but the fact that he got that first win, but also the size of the victory against Chris Dovey. A 7-2 win for Superchin. That helps his leg difference out tremendously. Yeah, it doesn't. Like I said, there, there were signs and nerves in this one completely. Neither player played very well at all. Dovey's walked off stage with 79 average. That, that's not the Chris Dovey that any of us are aware that he can play darts for all talking him up a lot to potentially be a top 16 player and go on to a majors. He's genuinely got that much ability. Um, but going to be well chuffed to have a J86 and walk off that stage 7-2. Yes, it was his match against the contender and, and that's sort of what the, the, the nine players are expected to beat. But to do so that convincingly with to re-correct the balance of some of that leg difference that he was suffering um, with such a poor performance when he's got two days to put it right now and and really put pressure on the other two boys that, that did falter in that position that we'll talk about in a minute. But that's a huge result for Daryl Gurney. Yeah, I mean, I, I thought for myself, right, that Doves didn't have a great game. We all know that. He's even come off and said himself on Twitter that he was embarrassed with that performance. So he shows you what he thinks of that 79 average when we don't expect that from Chris Doby at all. Um, also as well, though, he missed 11 darts, 10 darts initially at a double. That ain't the Chris Doby that we know. I, I think... I think Daryl had had that time at the match play to get used to maybe not playing with fans. Whereas Doves, especially when, remember last year in Newcastle, he was 6-1 up against Mensal Sudovic. Should have won the game, could have won the game, didn't quite get over the line. I'm not going to say he needs that crowd support, but it is such a difference walking into that environment when you're on the big stage in front of the TV cameras, when you're not normally playing in that sort of, closed doors environment unless you're on the pro tour in which case then you're used to that anyway you don't really have those big cameras to look at you yeah I think so and let, let's be honest Dobie's involvement in this Premier League was was to possibly go and cause an upset because of the crowd reactions to where he'd be playing that, that's why these 
local heroes or or however you want to phrase them, challengers, contenders, whatever the phrase is, the shit. Originally, they they were local heroes. That was what Debbie walked out to, is it not local heroes? I think so. Yeah, I think he did. Uh, I was so, very surprised. I, I was a bit. I was a bit gutted to hear no. Uh, to not hear no limit, but you know we are here for it. It is what it is. Yeah. But I mean, that's what his role was designed for. So to then be in a position where he has to carry on and just play a game that actually, in the grand scheme of things, means nothing to Chris Davey. An extra five hundred or thousand pound prize money if he if he's gone on to win it. Yes, perhaps maybe, but. For that, I don't think it makes much difference to him. Not that that sort of money is to be shrugged at, you know what I mean? But in the grand scheme mm. of things, this match does not a lot for his career now that contenders already won the match, won a match at the Premier League as well. In, in Luke Humphreys, there isn't that. I can be the first to do that. A good, a good performance would, would have done him okay, but I don't think this does him too much harm. He's got time to put it right. It's arguably the weirdest time for darts ever. Um, <laughs> I don't think anybody will dispute that at all um, um, but though, so yeah, I'm not just going to throw it away on one bad performance of course not but though how big is that a win for Daryl Gurney we saw signs at the summer series I know Vincent took him out in round two of the match play but we saw signs in that summer series that he's starting to get back into the game because had that been in Newcastle, with the way that he was throwing back in March, we could have seen a so you know an upset in that sense. But that is a huge win for Daryl Gurney, and it's improved that leg difference dramatically. I said it on our preview show; he is right in the mix to stay up now, right in the mix. Yeah, I mean, I, I completely wrote him off. I thought he was too far adrift with the, the two players above him that could still realistically be caught. But after tonight, the performance of one, if not both, of the other two as well. Um, he's got a chance. I just think he needs to be a little bit more aggressive, um, get himself pumped up and fired up, like he said he was going to be in pre-match, but then but I didn't really deliver on that. His, his first start was a little bit low. He needs to be more aggressive with that, try and find the top wire. And if, if he does that, it'll be a threat. Well, let's hear from Daryl Gurney. He's been speaking to our man in the bubble, Phil Bars, after his win against Chris Dobie. Daryl, many congratulations. Your first win in this year's Premier League. Must be over the moon right now, and you're still in with a fighting chance of avoiding relegation. Uh, over the moon that I've, I've still given myself a chance. Um, not over the moon the way I played, all honestly. I mean, I was the way I was practicing was probably pathetic there in that game. But uh, I see it how it is. But um, yeah, I was very lucky. I mean, Chris was off tonight. I was I wasn't there, and uh, even whenever Chris had a few shots of double. I uh, I hit them after he missed them, so I was lucky that way. But um, yeah, you never know what's going to happen. I mean, I'm always nervous. Probably on the first night tomorrow night, I'll be, I'm going to be better. I'm going to have to be better because the way Nathan played tonight against Gizzy, he, uh, I'll get destroyed if I if I play that way. But uh, me and him's good friends, and uh, he'll expect a good game, and I'll expect a lot better for myself. When you are bottom, knowing you've got three games to save your Premier League season, how do you approach it? Have you given yourself mini targets that you think, right, I might need four points, I might need all six? Um, the way I look at it, all, all honestly, is, is three, you've got to go on every game. Um, don't get me wrong, I'm thinking maybe five points could squeak us by, but I'm thinking, all honestly, heart, hand on heart, I'm thinking, just win all three games, give yourself a chance. And even if you don't have enough after that, you you weren't the better man, uh, and the other people's doing a better job than you. So the way I'm looking at it is um, very lucky tonight, two points. So if I can get another three to four points in this couple nights, give myself an opportunity, and just never know what's going to happen. But um, yeah, I don't wanna, I don't want to be one of these players that has uh, the lowest points record in the Premier League and get relegated I would like to say you know what I got five six points got relegated and honestly I wasn't good enough in the previous weeks and deserved to get uh, relegated so that's just the way it goes Rob and Gezi just above you I'm guessing they're the two that you're targeting they've not played particularly well tonight you've put two points I think that's extra pressure on them now knowing that you're within striking distance no not really I mean I, I don't know my averages and I don't know what their averages, but I would say they pay, play better than me and got beat. Um, so, yeah, there, there, there's still a lot more in, in the tank for me. I, I tried something new tonight uh, that me and Matt, we discussed. Um, instead of coming down uh, four hours before I played, I came down three hours 
and uh, I felt so much, so much better, so much uh, more energy tonight, and I'll probably do the same tomorrow night. But um, yeah, I just I didn't produce the the high averages as as I've been doing on the practice game. But um, yeah, no, they they've been playing, they play play better to me than me tonight. And uh, I was just lucky to come right away a win because Chris wasn't at the races tonight and uh, got a got a win. Thank you very much. No problem, Phil. Cheers. Darryl, does it almost feel like a bit of a fresh start in the Premier League, knowing that obviously there's been those few months where you've been away? Does it feel like a fresh start? Yeah. I don't know. It really does. Actually, probably does. Um, but all honestly, it doesn't matter if we were playing Premier League or European or uh, some kind of no tour. Um, it would have been a refresh because it's been. I think it's been five. It'll be five weeks. Uh, tomorrow night since I played a competitive game so yeah no I, I'm looking forward to the challenge um, any competitive darts is the uh, best way to practice so uh, I can't wait to get out of full time again I know it's not much but with the, the game you played at the World Match play, obviously Chris didn't get the chance to play there do you think that little bit of extra, extra experience without the crowd helped you in that? No not really I, I think um I knew what they expect, but Chris probably, he's probably watched that many games that he knew what to expect as well. Uh, I mean, obviously with the crowd, Otto uh, going on in the background, he knew what they expect. And then probably because we were on fourth, um, he, he's seen the game three games previous to us. So, yeah, I don't, I don't think I made a difference to his game. I just feel like it was one of them things that he was in an awkward uh, situation and so was I. And uh, I was very lucky to come out on top. Okay, second game we're going to talk about involves uh, one of Gurney's contenders, possibly, to be relegated from the Premier League, Mr Rob Cross. Um, again, not his, not his finest hour tonight. He went down 7-2 to MVG. I mean, MVG did what MVG does. He, he come back. Did he change his barrels again? Am I right in thinking? He knows like of him at the minute. There's, there's such yeah. minute tinkerings that he could throw anything and we wouldn't notice. Uh, 103 average from him. Uh only 36% on the doubles, so a bit of room of improvement for MVG, but Rob Cross looks in a bit of trouble to me. Yeah, he does. I mean, he reeled off six straight legs to win the game, did Van Gerwen. Cross was 2-1 up after, you know, three legs, and you thought, hello, something could be happening here because MVG didn't quite look himself to start off with. Thought the crucial moment was in the seventh leg where um, Van Gerwen missed a couple of darts at a double, Cross had one chance um, at double five in order to try to get it back to 4-3. Would have been on throw. He didn't quite take it and he just faltered away there. Interestingly, though, that's the first time that Rob Cross has played a game in the Premier League this season and it's not gone to the deciding leg, which I thought might put him in good stead to stay up. But he has just got battered, like Daryl Gurley did back in Nottingham, by the way, against Michael Van Gerwen. He's got battered by the world number one. And like you say, Gob, he's, he's in trouble. I, I, I said that he's got to play. He's got to play the top three. Well, was top three um, on the preview show. He's got to play Michael Smith tomorrow night. And then he's got Glenn Durrant on judgment night. It's not a great running for Cross if we're looking at that. I still maintain that if he does it, he's got to find something. He has to find something either tomorrow night or tomorrow or Thursday night. Because if he doesn't, Daryl Gurney's got a hell of a chance of staying up. Yeah, I, I really think he does now. Like I said, when we talked about Daryl a minute ago, I, I completely written Daryl off. I thought he was just too far adrift. But Rob is sinking at the minute and <laughs> he needs to pick up a point to put that pressure on Daryl. Um, however he gets it, he, he just needs a point and he needs to stop that leg difference from, from taking a massive hit again, if he can. Um, I... I we we said this a lot at the minute, but I just don't understand where Rob's next big win's going to come from. And what he's done in his short space of time in his PDC career is, is fantastic, but he just looks completely out of sorts. The timing of the throw is off. Um, there's no belief. There's no fight. There's there's no... I, I get this is in lockdown, but even when it hasn't been, there's been no like turn and reaction to the camera like we saw him doing when he was going through events and and making a name for himself. And it's almost like he doesn't believe that he can carry on producing at that level, which is why he's not reacting to it. So I think it's a mental block more than anything else for Rob Cross right now. Yeah, I mean, he hasn't performed well, I'd say, since probably, what, the semi-final of the match play last year? 
appreciate he won the Euros, but he won a Euros against a knackered girl in price. Like, you know, let's, let's not kid ourselves here. Went out limply in the World Championships to uh, Kim Hybrex. Rob, quarterfinal against UK in the UK Open. Okay, got through to quarterfinal, fair play. But at the same time, got absolute schooled up the board again by Michael Van Gerwen. We used to talk about Rob Cross as a potential challenger to Michael Van Gerwen two years ago. Yet he was getting beaten and beaten by Van Gerwen in the big finals all the way up until that semi-final at the World Championships. And then he got the job done on him and Ali Pali. So everyone, I think, has you know, maybe increased their thought process <clears throat> about Rob Cross. Because there's no doubt about it, he's a world champion. He's won two out of three. And he's also been the final of this event last year. To be in the final of this event last year and then be relegated, it just shows the drop that he's had. And I am quite worried about Rob Cross, but I think we'll be talking about this more and more as the week goes on. As for Van Gerwen, though, Gob, he's now what? Top of the league again. He's put that match play blip, if you like, behind him. And obviously he plays Glenn Doran tomorrow, which we'll come on to a little bit later. But... I still am not sold on certain aspects of Marco Van Gerwen. Yeah. I, I've never... He, he missed patches of doubles again tonight where you just thought, this is where he cleans up, this is where he, he pins you down, this is where he, mm. he puts his foot on your head and, and doesn't let you go. And he just I'm not sure if he's just missing that ruthlessness, if he's missing that little bit of belief at that moment or, or, or what it is, but there, there seems to be still just that little bit of... He lacks that invincibility that he once had. I, I, and that, that's and... good for darts. That's good for darts because he, he will still pick up tournaments. He will still pick up titles. But it just means that you don't have to get him in the first round anymore in a, in a normal style tournament. I think that means you get more opportunities at him throughout the tournaments. And, and that's good. That, that balances out for everybody. It gives everybody a better chance of, of going on to win. It gets a bit stale if everybody's mopping up everything. There was a period where Phil did exactly the same. It, it, it got a little that. bit boring. Yeah, he got. There was a period in that, wasn't there, in 2015 and 16, yeah. where he won pretty much every. He won every big title in the mm. in, in the world, including the World Championships. But you know, MVG big performance for him tonight. Goes back to the top of the league. Still a little bit of doubt, but we will talk to uh, Phil about that uh, a little bit later on in the Phil Bass take. Right now, though, he's speaking with Michael Van Gerwen. Michael, congratulations. Premier League darts is back and you're back with a bang as well. You must be over the moon. Yeah, of course I'm over the moon, especially the way how I played. I think uh, I was dominant. I did the right things at the right moment. Uh, uh, my scoring power was there. That gives you confidence also for the next upcoming days. And Of course, it's going to be tough uh, with other players like Emerson playing really well early on. Glenn Durant, he's top on the table. Not now anymore because we're one game less. Uh, it, it, it's going to be tough, but... Uh, yeah, I feel good now, and uh, yeah, it's. Uh, I, I feel there's more in the thing now. After the match play, did you need a performance like that straight away? Of course, of course. There's always, if you lose here, then people criticise uh, your game and things like that. And now you put everything on the floor, and you can move on. And it's good for myself, good for my confidence, and for yeah. I just want to, I, I just want to get moving, and uh, yeah, I'm pleased. Rob won leg three when you missed your double when he shouldn't have, but you broke straight back. Did you feel his confidence go then? Because he's not, not yeah. in the best of form right now. No, Rob, of course, well, you just said, Rob is not in his best game at the moment and uh, he's struggling a lot uh, to find his, not only his second or third game, uh, even his first game, do you know what I mean? Because you can see the, 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 the weakness in someone's eyes, you can feel it and he, he, he was underperforming and everyone knows, everyone can see that and then you know, at that moment you need to take advantage and that's not easy but you still have to do it and yeah, I'm glad I had it in me and I was able to and yeah, good. Tomorrow, Glenn Durant, top of the table clash, yeah. he's beating you on TV, he's got a great record 2-0, and is that something you're looking to put? In back in his box yeah, tomorrow? So it's only two games. I've, I've lost two games to Toon Grip before, and yeah. I'm 2 0 down to him as well. Do you know what I mean? That doesn't say anything. That's, uh, but of course, still, Glenn Durant is a phenomenal player. You have to play A game if you want to beat him. And he, he's not only a good player, he's a boring player, and he takes that. He, take, he grabs the energy out of you. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's tough to play him because he's, he's like. Uh, uh, like a silent killer or something, do you know what I mean? He's always doing something at the right moments and yeah, fair, fair play, this shoots his game but I only need to worry about my own game and I need to beat him and if I do the same as today, I will beat him. Pleasure's always, Thank you. Michael, what's the world match well, play? I'm going to start with you. 
Are you going to ask me good questions today? Good, come on. Was the world match play a little bit of extra motivation you needed to get up on that stage? Yeah, the world match play was great motivation for me because I played so well. <laughs> I played absolute crap over there. Uh, but then to win here gives yourself more energy and uh, yeah, I hope uh, from now on I, c I can do some more damage in this tournament. Gary Anderson put in a real statement performance, 109. Do you think you need to go out Where's there? Where's he in the ranking? I'm not sure where he's, he was I don't know, but of course stuff. he's a phenomenal player, and I always say that he's one of my biggest competitors. And uh, I know on his day, especially against a player like Michael Smith, where he can get in his rhythm, he can do things like that. And yeah, I shouldn't worry about other players, you have to worry about yourself. Because if I play my own game, I will win this uh, tournament. But it's so far away, we're still two weeks away, so it's. Uh, it, you need to do it day after day, and it's going to be a lot of pressure on my shoulders. I know that, but I've shown before I can handle that. Do you believe the game against Clarendon is one of the more important games? Nah. It's a important one, but every game, in my opinion, is important. And Clarendon is a fun, yeah, it's a great player, a bit boring player to play against because he, he, he doesn't have anything in him. A lot of people say that all the time, but what he does and what he shows, is, it's a phenomenal. It's phenomenal that play, and we, we all know that, and that makes it difficult to play him. And but to 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 break that, I, I want to show my A game against him tomorrow and just beat him, and then it's all done and forgotten, done and dusted. I can't believe God that we're about to talk about this game third on because again we'll get to performance of the night and maybe let down the night a bit later on, but. My word, what a way to start this was. What a bloody game of darts. <laughs> Forget game of the night. This could be game of the tournament so far. It's been fantastic. Price about both... going in Liverpool. Maybe. Potentially. Uh, look, this look, is I, a boy I'm... in it, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> I, I, that's true. If you don't know what we're talking about, obviously Gary Anderson against Michael Smith opened it up the night. It was a 7-3 win for Gando, but that does not tell the whole story about this game. No, they, they just both absolutely came out of the blocks firing. Um, I'll be honest, for the first time in a long time, I backed against Gary in this one. I just thought that Smith would have too much for him. Um, and to be fair, 107 average over the last couple of years, he probably would have had too much for him. But I was devastated when I found out Gary had changed darts. Not anymore. Uh, 109 <laughs> average from the Florence Scotsman. Um he just looked unbelievable again, didn't he? Every time Michael Smith threw something at Gary, Gary threw something twice as big back at him. Um, he had that belief, he had that desire, he had that fight about him. He looked a little bit limp in the match play at times. Um, and, and don't get me wrong, there might still be times when we see that from Gary over the next two weeks because of how long this tournament is, because of how long he has to spend away from home and playing every night. Does he have the stamina for that anymore? We don't quite know, but that's a nice way to set yourself into this restart the Premier League campaign. Also, though, it's all about the doubles for me. You look at those double stats. Seven of eight on the checkouts. The boy was cleaning up. By contrast, Smith was hitting three out of 16 on the checkouts. So he carved out more opportunities. His scoring, in particular, was unbelievable. At one stage, I think he was averaging somewhere north of 110. So was Gary, to be fair. He was averaging 113 after six legs, the pair of them. That was at three all before Gary then pretty much cleaned up. But... My point about Smith here is the fact that, like, the doubles for me, are, well, obviously, Bobby George coined the phrase, didn't he? Scoring for show doubles for though. When you are in that position where your man is not missing against you, you have to do better than that on the doubles, especially when you're scoring that well, to be fair. There was an occasion where he hit back-to-back. -back. I think he went two 180s in the leg and lost it. Like, you can't do that against a man when, you're, when he's hitting and he's on that good of a checkout and it's cost him at the moment a place in the top four he's dropped down to sixth I think yes yeah, sixth he's dropped down to I mean I, I just think that's where the, the table's a little bit bunched I, I still think Smith will bounce back you, you don't average 100 if, you, if you're averaging 107 and you're three from 16 on your doubles what on earth would you be if you're 100% on your doubles true that's true. a scary thought that, that's how good Michael Smith was in patches he's Gary's timing was better. And we talk about that a lot. The timing of when he takes out that big checkout, the timing of when he manages to hit that double. I think Smith has, has done himself a little bit here because in his pre-event um, pre interviews that we did at the Fishing Championship and everything, he said about how much he'd spent time practising his doubles. And I don't think he needed it. 
I genuinely think his game was in that good a position that he he just looked natural and free flowing at the match play and and the summer series and the times that we've seen him around that he just looked like the pace around the board was was very very good. So the fact he's gone away and deliberately worked on something, I think of might have actually been a little bit detrimental to him as, as we've seen tonight. Yeah, absolutely. But but like I say, it was only one point off the top four. He was in the top four. He's now dropped out of the top four. But Gary is back in that top four. It's a huge, huge win for him. It is a huge win uh, in in the context of everything. Gob, like you say, the Flying Scotsman. You can't you can't uh, beat the Flying Scotsman, can you? When he's on form like that, when he's uh, we've said this before, when he's in full flow, there are very few. Apart from Adrian Lewis, there are very few actions I would rather look at. Gary Anderson. Yeah, he looks silky smooth tonight. Um, no complaints about that. No complaints about the way the darts are going in. That extra bit of weight seems to be helping him. They were just digging in that little bit more. That gave him that bit more security to, to fire another one off the barrel. Um, confidence. If he keeps building confidence like that, Gary Anderson can go on and win titles again. He, he found himself in the final of the match play. There's no reason why he couldn't find himself in the final of this and the final of the rest of the year. If, if, he builds that confidence and, and keeps the action nice and smooth. Well, let's hear from Mr. Anderson now. Gary is talking with Phil. Gary, many congratulations. Premier League darts is back and you've just illuminated that stage here in Milton Keynes. Talk us through it. Yeah, the crowd bit mad, didn't they? They, they, they bit absolutely mad. You right there, Phil? You all right? You all right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, it, 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 all right. You know, like I say, I've changed my darts to an old set I used to play with many moons ago. and. Uh, I always keep like having a wee shot of them now and again, but I think this time I'll just I'll stick to them until tomorrow anyway. The lack of practice that you spoke about at the fishing, you came over here at what, two after two this afternoon, did that extra little bit well, of practice help? That's what I'm saying, I mean I've, I've came there this afternoon, I think I got here about three, half three, and they're going great. From the word go, I was practicing with Rob Cross, you know, just doing scores and checkouts, I was hitting everything, you know, it's just, the darts feel right. It's not about the throw. I was going to pass back to ask you, you've done a Ronnie O'Sullivan and you just put on Amazon and bought that, <laughs> and bought that action back. Yeah, it took three days off. I was gutted about it, but uh, no, it came now. But no, nah, like I say, the straight, the straight barrel darts are just sliding out my hand. And I was thinking thicker, uh, heavier ones, but I've worked to actually heavier sets. Well, a nice scallop on them so I can get my hand in the same place every time. Coming up, Michael Van Gerwen, Gerwen Price. If you play like that... You're going to be sat top of that table very quickly, yeah, aren't you? If it's a big word, you know, tonight's tonight. Tomorrow can be a completely <laughs> different night and the night after that, you know. So, yeah, but it's it's it's, it's kicked me into good shape, you know. Up, up there's good now, you know, so. We can tell that. You've got a little glint in your eye again. The last time that happened, good things happened, didn't they? Yeah, it's, it's all this. You've got to do eight, nine, ten hours. You know, I might be riding my luck. I don't know. I could be, could not be. But I've done it all my life. You know, have time off, don't practice, come back and play well. So, I don't know. It, it works for me sometimes. Well, it used to work quite, quite well for me, but now it's a wee bit harder. So, but as long as I get here, a good two, three hours beforehand and have a, a good warm up. Gary, pleasure as always, mate. Thank you. Thank you. Gary, do you think maybe Michael put a little bit too much pressure on himself after the World Match play semi-final? I don't know how many 180s did he hit. Plenty. How well did he play? Very well. Well, is that pressure? Don't think it is, is it? So if you play like that, you're not under pressure, are you? So if you if you play well, you're definitely not under pressure. You know, but like I say, he missed a few doubles, but even when he did, I was on his tail end. You know, he was going 180, 180. I was still sitting there if he missed, you know, and he did a few times. So I'm gonna say pressure the way he played. Um, how important was that night to check out hitting the bullseye there? That oh, was sweet. Really, really ah, good time. Yeah, yeah. The, the dart was in 25 was covering the the bull, you know, so, but sneaked in, shut my eyes and went for the best. Do you think the, the World Match Play final, even though you've said it wasn't your best performance, do you think it's giving you a bit more belief? Because you, you really look like you're enjoying yourself. Nah, just at first night, you know, ask me that in 13 days when we're still here, might be a different answer, but uh, nah, it's, it's good, you know, we're, like I say, it's, we've, we've had darts on, we've been off for two, three, four weeks, back to darts, but, you know, I think, I mean, what we've done in the summer series here, a good month or so ago, was the five days here. I think that's a. All the dark boys are say that was a good, great idea. I mean, we could even put on a week, come here and play seven pro tours. You know, that's we're professional dark players, so it doesn't matter if it's a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. We could come here and do a, week, a, a solid week. You know, and it actually works in their favour as well. It gives them three three weekends free. Right, that's all for me, Gary. Cheers. Thank you. 
Okay, our fourth game of the night, but the final game from the televised proceedings tonight did finish in a draw. Peter Wright, the world champion against three-time BDO world champion, Glenn Durrant, who before this evening was top of the Premier League, has, has now surrendered that spot to Michael Van Gerwen on leg difference. Um, Six-all fair result, or, or do you think Glenn maybe let Peter off the hook just a little Massively. bit? Massively. Massively. You know, I was listening to the commentary and I was a bit surprised that they were saying that it was a fair result. I know... Sneaky pulled out some big checkouts. There's no doubt about that. Like you know, the big it, the uh, of course, he, he reeled in the fish. <laughs> as uh, I went through Marco Van Gogh and I was trying to reel through that. By the way, that <laughs> gift we haven't used that gift enough. I need to use that yeah. gift enough of him absolutely reading in the fish whenever it happens. But I know, like I say, right rule of the fish. He reeled in a Shanghai finish on twenty on one twenty. There were some big checkouts as well. Like you know, eighty seven. There was some. There was, there was huge checkouts that he was coming in. But does it let him off the hook? There were, I think, I think at three all, he had a chance to go back level, uh, back ahead at four three, and I think that's when uh, Roy took out the Shanghai finish. And yeah. I just think, oh, sorry, you know, sorry, that was when he took out the sixty. Uh, you know, because uh, he had he had four chances to win the leg. Does it? It's very rare that he misses that many ch- darts at a double. It's very rare that but he it, gets that many darts at a double because his scoring isn't isn't what some of the top boys is. So he relies on being pinpointing on those finishes. So I mean, he was averaging 102 for God's sake, six and 19 on the checkouts. You don't normally see that from from uh, Dozer. By contrast, Wright was six of eight. Yet again, it's the case of what we've seen for most of the night, and we'll come on to in the final game as well. You miss chances. You've got to take them, and Wright did it. And does it? Thing is, though, I don't think that this is a massive setback for Dozer. You know, I don't I, think. I, I think if you're looking at this before the tournament starts, a point against the world champion Peter Wright in the form he was in when the Premier League starts, you you bite somebody's hand off to take that. So, all right, lockdown and, and a disappointing run at the match play for for Snakey. Maybe there's an opportunity there, but. I think you'd still be happy with a point against someone of the calibre of Peter, um, especially with so many weeks to go. Glenn's not getting relegated. He's safe. It's not yeah. happening. Um, he's yeah. got a chance to to go again now with his second phase. He's got a week worth of playing darts. He, he will eventually start wearing players down. The pace won't suit everybody. Um, mm. So, yeah, I, I think he'll take a point against Peter. He'll regroup. He'll be happy with his position, more than happy with his position as a debutant. Um, and he'll look to go again and build on that and ensure that he's uh, hopefully the O2. Yeah, obviously, uh, we don't know whether it's going to be at the O2. He might be there uh, in the playoffs in the Premier League uh, next Sunday. I should stress this, though, obviously. Uh, going, the big game tomorrow, Michael Van Gogh against Glenn Durrett. We will come on to that a little bit later when we join, uh, when Fulbars uh, when joins for the PBT a little bit later. Peter Wright, though, fifth place now in the Prem. He's only outside the top four and leg difference. After what wasn't the best of starts, he's starting to come back into this now, I think, in terms of the Premier League. He's, he's right there in the mix. Yeah, I don't think he was a million miles away throughout the entire thing. He had a couple of bad results to start. That was the pressure of being the world champion. Obviously, you got that world final um, re- revenge almost and, and that repeat showdown on the opening day so that, that's not the easiest way to open your account in the Premier League um, but I think he's settled he, he changed darts again tonight um, when does he not when does he not so he's back to doing what he does let's be fair <laughs> that one yeah, exactly yeah he loves so it he loves it the fact that he was set for so long was probably a little bit of, of false hope for us um, didn't look like a massive change to be fair quite a small one but he did make that change and he's got away with it. I'm sure we'll, we'll see numerous different combinations throughout the week. He's, he's probably got an entire suitcase just for his darts, if, if we know pizza. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, absolutely right. Uh, but yes, a very interesting game, I think, between the pair. Um, I think that does have probably shaded it just, but a draw is what comes out of it. Let's hear from the pair of them. You'll hear from Glenn Durant first. And then from Peter Wright, they're both talking with Phil Bars. Many congratulations. A roller coaster of a game. On reflection, is that a good point or a bad point? Uh, I'm not sure yet, Phil. Um, uh, my, my first reflection at the end of the game was it wasn't a good point because I felt I was in charge of the match. You know, 170 finishes, 120 finishes. But listen, I'm playing the world champion. You know, it's, he's, a, he's, an, he's a phenomenal player. And, you know, it's, I, I guess, would he have took six each beforehand, maybe? 
uh, you know, the new flights are going well. Um, but the strength of my game is me doubling and that double eight and the double tops. So, you know, my scoring was good. I just need to work on a little bit of finishing now. But uh, I'm, I'm glad I'm off and running. And I've got a huge game tomorrow night. And uh, that, that's what that's all about. Playing the best player in the world. And, you know, I can't wait to play him tomorrow. Like you said with the flights, early on your scoring was probably the best that we've seen on a PDC stage, averaging near on 110. Are you going to have to find a little bit of a compromise here somewhere to find the best of both worlds? Not according to my practice. You know, my practice, and I played with Chris Dolby. I, I just couldn't get my head around Chris Dolby's game because he was unbelievable in practice. And he was heavily scoring and I was doing the finishing, you know, the one-two-one game. Uh, and when you watch Chris play like he did, it was just... How on earth can he play like that? So I'm not worried yet because I wouldn't have used them flights, Phil, if I hadn't put intense practice with them, including my doubling. I know that's my strength of the game. And I was hitting 112 finishes, 116, you know, whatever I was finishing on there. So I think that will come. Did the 170 hurt to go three or yeah. because you were in a prime position yeah. at that point? But he's the world champion. You know, I've got to expect them things. I've, you know, when it when when a world champion's on a on a finish, you've got to really expect the chance that you're maybe not coming back. But that hurt. If I'd have lost seven five, that would have been that would have been a really tough night. And you know, but I, I'm off, I'm up and running. You know, you know how negative I can be sometimes. I was I was scared uh, the fact that I had Peter first game, Michael second game, and all of a sudden people are saying his flights are rubbish going into the Rob, Rob Cross. So I've got a feeling the headlines might be that. You know, I'm scoring well, and I, you know the doubles weren't a million miles away, and that will come. So I, I feel good going into just one of the biggest nights of my life tomorrow night. Start of the night, top of the table. Are you aware of what Michael's done, the performance he's put in to leapfrog you, bearing in mind what you have him tomorrow? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I'm a, I'm a, I, I love my dad. Yeah, I, I love. I knew exactly where everybody was. I knew exactly who I wanted to win tonight. Um, it's a big game tomorrow night, um, but that's what it's all about, Phil. Chatting to him afterwards, I think you've got his respect because he said, really? phenomenal player, I will catch him at the top, but yeah. I need to be professional and do yeah. a job, so yeah. it should be one hell of a game. He doesn't give me an awful lot of respect you know, since I joined the PD. We're not best friends, we don't practice with each other, we don't say hello, a great deal, you know. Uh, he said hello to my wife earlier, but he didn't say an awful lot to me. But he's the best player in the world, and I'm happy to say that on, on you know on record. And um, but I, I really, really, really want to beat him tomorrow night. And the two and I record that everyone yeah goes on about. Are you aware of it? Because he is. Uh, yeah, I, I, yeah, I'm aware. I'm aware of everything. I'm aware, I love my stats. I love my numbers. I'm very, very aware, and I'm super excited. Now I've got a point on the board for tomorrow night. Glenn, pleasure as always, Thank mate. You. Thank you. Glenn, sorry. You say you're aware of the stats and things like that. Is that something that can sometimes help you and sometimes maybe hinder you when you're aware of it so much? Yeah, definitely. I, I was very, very aware that I had two tough, tough games going into uh, what would be the Rob Cross game. Um, I, my, my immediate response was I was a bit disappointed. I felt I played well tonight. I don't know what the averages said, but I felt good. The stage is good and there's going to be some amazing matches over the next 10 days. In terms of Michael Van Gogh, and I don't think there's ever a good time to play Michael Van Gogh, but in terms of the format and where you both are in yeah. the league, it's, it's what you want. Oh, I think it? it's a great time tomorrow night because the winner goes top of the league and uh, I think tomorrow is perfect. Had I lost that game 7-5, it might have been a little bit tough to sort of bounce back from that, but... Um, no, I'm super excited for that game and already thinking about the Rob Cross game as well uh, because that would be sort of halfway judgment night. I'm still up and running. Uh, I can't go down, so I'm going to see the whole um, experience of the Premier League. It's different. It's a bit like winning that uh, match play here. It's not the same as Blackpool. Playing tonight wasn't the same as Dublin and Liverpool, etc. But um, you've got just got to do a job and that's exactly what I'm here to do. Now, I'm very inspired by what Dimitri did at the match player. Uh, he's part of our team and um, you know it would be a massive you know be a massive filler for our squad if uh, I, c I can get to the top four. Brilliant, thank you very much. Ben. Thank you. Peter, congratulations, a point on the Premier League return. Good point or a bad point in your head? Uh, I think it's a good point, uh, obviously, because Glenn's top and he's you know he's been top for a while and he's uh, and 
to get a point off uh, Glenn. I think it's pretty good. The way he was playing, he was hitting 1-7 odds, 1-7 this, 1-7 that. Oh, Glenn, behave yourself. Uh, but, you know, I played Nathan Aspinall, who was like second, and Michael Smith was like third, and I got points off of them, so uh, well, two points, two points. And to get a point off of Glenn, who's top, I'm, I'm quite happy, you know. Uh, obviously, I could have, should have uh, go to school and learned how to count. <laughs> we'll touch on that. What happened at the end there? Did you just have a complete mental block? I just had a totally mental block in my head. Uh, for some reason, I was like, if I hit 13, I'm going to leave uh, 14. That was it. I decided I wanted to finish on double seven for some reason. Not to finish on double eight or leave eight or anything like that. I just it, it just kept jumping in my head, going right, leave double seven, whatever it is. So for some reason, I went for thirteen and and then went for double seven and missed it. <laughs> That's a bad thing. I missed double seven. A slow <laughs> slow start to the game, but the one seventy to go three all seemed to really give you the bit of impetus as well, and you could see by the celebrations how much it meant. It yeah, I don't mean to. It's just uh, it was you know it was a good shot. Uh, you know, uh, I was happy for that because my scoring went quite there. Well, I thought you know it was like one forties here and there, but you know Glenn was just in these one seven odds, and it wasn't enough. Uh, so yeah, I was happy in a way with my game because you know I've been. I looked to myself uh, the past uh, week and a half, two weeks. I watched myself at the Worlds, and I thought, right, I need to speed up my throw, and I need to have to get a straighter throw because my 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 throw is like out oh, here. So I need to try and work on something. So you know. Uh, in that time, in like a week and a half, I'd, as soon as I went back from the last uh, the match play, I thought, right, I've got to change. I've got to try and work on, try and get a straight throw, and just work on, uh, work on that. And uh, the practice been going really good, you know. About two, three, uh, you know, I should have three nine dollars, but I'm sure I had one this morning. <laughs> I missed it, uh, but they, you know, they're going well. Uh, I wasn't happy the way it went up there, but you know, when the first start went in a couple of times, it was like potential for a bit more practice with these and get the weight of my throw correct and it, it'd be okay. How do you approach this Premier League? Because normally it's one game a week and in between that you tinker and, like you say, you try and put stuff right, but now you're here for a block of two weeks. How do you approach that differently to a normal Premier League campaign? Well, uh, hopefully, if uh, obviously. Uh, maybe I've got enough points at the moment, uh, hopefully, uh, and then hopefully Monday uh, I'll be able to book myself in hospital uh, <laughs> and get myself, check myself out on Wednesday. <laughs> no, not really. <laughs> uh, no, it's going to be, it's going to be really tough, uh, but it's going to be really, really good. I think for everyone, you've got to see some amazing darts and players coming in and out of all uh, some magical darts. Guarantee you're going to see a nine dollar or a couple because we're just playing day after day after day after day. But look at that first first game. Oh my God, that first game, Gary and Michael. Wow, I was watching. I was watching Michael going. He's probably thinking, how the hell am I not winning this game? <laughs> it's like, it's like. Uh, but you know, Gary's changed his darts and played fantastic with them. Uh, that's you know, that's that's what uh, a super champion does. Peter, pleasure as always, champ. Thank, Thank you very much. Peter, you mentioned you think there's going to be plenty of great games. We've seen plenty of 10-plus averages tonight. What is it about the, the environment that lends it to that sort of game? Well, it was just uh, the Premier League, uh, Premier League itself because, obviously, you know, it's the, like the best of the best. Of, of the best. What's that movie? I can't remember what it is. <laughs> uh, but it's like no-one wants to show any weakness. So everyone's like trying their hardest, and well, you know, uh, everyone's trying to beat each other uh, at what averages go up, monies and stuff like that, and finishes, and you know, that's uh, you know, that's what well, that's what I do. Do you think 
this was the, the, t the toughest restart it could have been against Glenn Durham because he had a good world match play and we knew he was going to perform at that level up there. Obviously, I would have loved to play uh, Glenn in Newcastle. Well, that's where we were supposed to play. That's why I wore the black and white uh, for, for Newcastle and I think uh, that would have been amazing. Uh, but obviously, you know, we've still got to stick by the rules. So let's go through then the Premier League table before we get into the final game and then we'll talk about the final game. So this is how it looks then. Michael Van Gogh is, is on top. 1-5, uh, lost 2, plus 13 league difference on 10 points. Glenn Durant is next. He's 1-4, drawn 2 and lost 1. That is 10 points as well. He's on a plus 11 leg difference. So the top two meet tomorrow night. As we say, we'll come on to that a little bit later. Uh, but that is what the top two looks like. Nathan Aspinall is next on nine points because he beat Gerwin Price by seven legs to four. And we'll come and talk about that one in a second. Uh, but uh, that's that. Uh, that is nine points there for Nathan Aspinall with a plus five leg difference. Gary Anderson is next. He's on eight points with a plus three leg difference. Uh, then it is Peter Wright in fifth place. So Gary Anderson occupies the final playoff spot at the moment. Peter Wright is two legs behind him on the leg difference plus one with eight points. Michael Smith is in sixth place with a naught leg difference. So neither one either way. He's got seven points. Uh, Gerwin Price is now on minus three in terms of a leg difference. He's got five points. Rob Cross has got five points with a minus seven leg difference. And Daryl Gurney, after his big win, is on four points with a minus seven leg difference. But obviously, now with the momentum behind him, Gob, and that is a crucial thing, momentum. Rob Studd's, moment, uh, Rod Studd's momentum <laughs> meter, as we all know. Nathan Aspinall, though, a huge win for him tonight against Gerwin Price, 7-4. But once again, the story of the show, miss doubles. You can't miss doubles. It's not, it's, yeah. you know, four, four of 19 for Gerwin Price tells you all you need to know. Having 19 attempts seems to be bad luck for the players tonight. That's quite a few that mm. finished on, on similar number of attempts. that just... Could not make the most of it. Um, I, I thought Gezi looked like he, he, he looked okay in the scoring visit. His treble 19 was, was fantastic, arguably the best of the evening. Um, but he just lacked that extra little bit of conviction on his throat to take out the doubles when it really mattered. Nathan is is clinical when, when it comes to that. If you give him an opportunity, he will punish you for it. Um, scored pretty steadily as well. They both finished mid, mid to high 90s. Um, it was quite a good scrap. Just obviously those, those few missed doubles from Gezi gives, gives Nathan the confidence and belief to grow into the game a little bit more. Um, you just can't afford to give a player of, of Nathan's quality that many attempts at the ball. Do you think Gerwin Price is in this relegation battle? Because I saw enough from him tonight for me to suggest he's not. I don't think um, he's going to go down. I don't, but only because I think the other two are so poor. I just don't see Gurney making the big comeback and I don't see Cross picking up points that, that worries Gezi. So I just think it's between those two at the minute. Um, I think Gezi's got away a bit for that. But uh, I think that Gezi now goes on to play the spoiler role for the back end of the season. I don't think he's he's got enough in the tank to to push on and make that last-minute dash for the, for the playoff and for the finals. Um, I just I just think he's too far adrift. Doesn't really believe in it on that stage. He, he struggled at Milton Keynes with a match play as well. So I, I just think everything's against Gezi at the minute, and he didn't start the best anyway. He became a bit of a draw merchant to uh, open the Premier League. So too much to do now. But I, I I don't see him getting relegated. But I just I don't see him contending at the back end of the season either. But by contrast, though, in his debut year, Nathan Aspinall doing absolute bits, like Glenn Durant. The two debutants are in the top four currently, and I wouldn't have expected Nathan to be in the top four. I think I said on our previous show that I thought he was going to go down towards the end of the year. Yeah, I just think that with this field, Nathan is playing the underdog quite a bit, and, and that's a role that suits him, similar to Glenn. They both like to be that that plucky thorn in your side that is difficult to get rid of, that that takes out good combination shots when you need it. Um, I think Nathan scores a little bit better of the two, but uh, Glenn finishes a little bit better, but they're still both quite similar in my eyes. Um, fantastic performance from both of them so far. Now, can they carry it on? Can they still put that pressure on, on the others around them? Can they keep taking these big wins against the established players that have been in the Premier League for a number of years now? And can they keep themselves in that top four? Because... Like we just said, Peter Wright's just outside. Um, Michael Smith's just outside. 
that's a lot of pressure to be coming at you. It is, but uh, no pressure for Nathan Aspinall tonight. He manages to win against Gavin Price 7-4, and afterwards he spoke to Phil. Nathan, many congratulations. Back in Premier League action, and more importantly, you're back to winning ways as well. Must be yeah. over the moon right now. Yeah, definitely. Obviously, the match play was very disappointing. Um, I really struggled with the the new setup, if you like. And uh, you know, I was, I was buzzing for Dimitri, another young lad like myself. I was buzzing for him to win, but I was really annoyed that, that I got beat. And I've worked, I've gone away. I put the hours in, and um, okay, it wasn't Nathan's A game, but I played a lot better than I've been playing. And uh, you know, to get to get the two points secure, obviously phase two of the Premier League. You know, I'm a very happy man tonight. Did you learn a lot from that defeat? Yeah. Did you take a lot away from it, as in what Darts is going to be like for potentially a little while? I did, yeah. It's hard to explain to people that have never played in front of 15,000 people. Um, it, the adrenaline, the buzz, it's, especially if you're that type of player, and then to go from that to six speakers, it, it, it's really, really difficult. And, you know, obviously, I think if you look at the match play, the players that were in the final four aren't really people that give it stuff on stage or adrenaline players. So, yeah, it did take a lot away from it, and I've been putting different type of practice in to prepare for the Premier League. And you know, luckily tonight it's paid off, and you know, hopefully I can I can build on that performance tonight, tweak a few little things, and you know, hopefully I can do some damage over the next uh, ten days. Just touching on what you said there, securing the next phase. Did you honestly believe you had a chance to get relegated? It would have taken a hell of a Listen, I, I'm one of them guys. I know what Dowell can do. I'm a really good pal for Dowell, and I know that he could he could have easily pulled three games out of the bag. Um, if he beat Dolby tonight, I would play him. I'm playing him obviously tomorrow. I didn't want that. I just didn't want all these scenarios going through my head. I just wanted to get a point tonight, secure it, and happy days. And uh, you know, darts is a weird game, and anything can happen. Um, so until you've hit that double and you've secured your points that you need. Yeah, of course I could have got eliminated. In my back of my mind, did I think I would? No. But uh, I got the points tonight, and I'm, I'm in week two. Currently third. Yeah. Is now all the focus on making sure you stay in that top four for the playoff finals? Yeah. Um, you know, I look at the players around me, and obviously <laughs> the class, you know what I mean? And um, just to be to play amongst these players week in, week out, it, it, it's, a, it's meant for me, to be fair. And, uh, you know, where my game's at and where other guys' game's at, I do believe I'm a top four player. So, um, top four for the Premier League is my target. And I think it's a realistic target. And uh, I'll say it now, I'll do it. Pleasure as always, Lash. Thanks very much. Cheers, Phil. Nathan, did you almost need to prove to yourself that you could do it in this sort of environment? Because it's very different to what you're used to. Um, I don't think proving... You know, I don't need to prove anything to myself. I know how good I am, but I think it was just getting that win, just getting that first win. Obviously, after the match play, I was disappointed after after my defeat. Um, you know, I know I've been playing really well over the last six or seven days in practice, and uh, you know, I didn't have to prove anything. I knew where my game was at. It was, it was getting that getting that two points, getting that win, and um, that's what I've done tonight. And you know, hopefully, I can build on that that result, and you know, have a, have a good uh, couple of days. I think a lot of people are forgetting this. Year. Premier League debut. I mean, how yeah. how well has it gone? I know it's been very disjointed, but yeah. this is as good as it could have gone. It is. I was talking to uh, to Chris before I've been practicing with Dolby, and he said this is mintness. I said I'd love to be doing this every week, and I said, you know what? I said people say, you know, it's tough and all that. It is tough, but you know, you're earning good money, you have, you have a good life, and you know, you're playing, you walk into the venue even now, and I'm with the best players to to throw a dart in our sport and um, it's just amazing I'm, I'm loving it you know hopefully these 10 days I can have a really good you know put some good performance in and have a good run I'm gutted that I'm not playing in Manchester uh, which you know that would have been amazing for myself but you know hopefully I can have a good run you know have a good season and uh, I'll be there next year in Manchester Nathan Aspinall there talking to Phil Bars after his win and as if by magic he is joining us now from inside the bubble in Milton Keynes. Philip, it is great to see your lovely face again. How are you doing, sir? You glad to see that you got the negative test? Good evening, gentlemen. Yes, tested negative again. I'm doing well at this. I seem to seem to pass all the important tests. Um. <laughs> <laughs> um, we were just talking about uh, all the games, obviously, before you join us for the PBT every day here on the Premier League Daily. Um, 
strange night, but really good performances, I think is probably the yeah. best way of putting tonight. Yeah, great night, but yeah, strange. Just performances that I didn't see coming, some rope performances, but caused great drama. Yeah, just a, a good night of darts, but yeah, very strange night of darts. Yeah, so I, I think we're talking about, we've obviously been talking about performances of the night, which we'll get on to here. I think the big story, Gob, as we've already talked about, obviously, is is Gurney setting himself up for a Premier League relegation dogfight. That performance from Gurney, to average 86, and I think the performance from Dobie is the more worry one that we have, we didn't see coming, obviously. But also, Rob Cross... We said ourselves on the preview show, what is a Rob Cross at the moment? And I don't think we've got any more answers as to which Rob Cross is going to turn up. Both of them, you know, that, that could really be a very interesting scrap between the pair um, on, uh, on, on routes to judgment night on Thursday. Yeah, no, 100%. Um, chatting to Dobes, I think this came at the wrong time for him. He, he's been quite honest. He's lacked a bit of mo- motivation recently over lockdown because there, there was no autumn series to plan for or anything like that. So I think the Premier League probably come 10 days too early for Dobes, if, if we're being honest. But it'll bounce back. Too good not to. Yeah, Daryl was poor, but found a way to win. But Rob's got issues. Absolute issues. And MVG said it in his post-match that you can see and weakness in his eyes. That's a telling statement to make. I said to Miller there, he's, he's just not reacting to the finishes, he's not reacting to the checkouts. It doesn't look like there's any belief in Rob Cross that he can produce the level of darts that means he's capable to play these guys on the stage night in, night out now, rather than week in, week out. Yeah, but that says to me there's something else going on in the background that's, that's almost distracting him from darts to me. I might be completely off with that, but when there's no fight, or fight's not the wrong word, because he's obviously trying... But we always just have the double rug cross fist pump and things like that. And that's just disappeared. And so that, that says to me that there's something going on in the background that people don't know about. Yeah, I think, I think, I think as well, though, we talk about Rob Cross and we talk about Daryl Gurney. I've said it before on the show tonight. I still don't think that going priced in a relegation battle here. I appreciate he's only one point away, but there were signs, there were enough signs to me tonight that make me think that Gerwin Price will not be in a relegation battle. I don't know if he's going to be in a top four battle, but I still maintain that I don't think he's I don't think he's in a relegation battle tonight because he just missed crucial doubles at crucial doubles. moments. Yeah. Crucial, yeah. So that's the story of the night, to be fair, for everybody, pretty much. Michael Smith, Gerwin Price, Glenn Durrant. It, it all it all comes down to missing the doubles. And as Bobby George just says, scoring for show, doubles for dough. Yeah, no, I've priced an average mid to high 90s off the top of my head. Um and miss doubles, so yeah, will Price if Price plays like that against most people, it'll win. I'm not convinced by that anymore because Gerwin Price seems to be the man that's finding a way to not win. Look, I think you know what I mean, like Price, no matter how good the performance is, no matter what level it is, he seems to just put in a decent enough let performance that keeps him in the game for long enough, and then at the crucial period, his opponent's turning it on or, or he's finding a way to drop off. I think I agree with you slightly and I don't think he's in a relegation battle, but only because the other two are so much poorer than him at the minute. Yeah, I just I, I don't see Gurney being able to match level of Gezi and I, I don't see Cross kicking on or, or picking up a point for a long time at the minute. I think out of the whole field, um, Price is the one that misses the crowd most of all. I really do. I, I, I don't, they all miss it, but him especially, because he is a pure adrenaline player we saw earlier on in the year when he had that huge fine hanging over his head and everything like that he tried to rein his game in he just wasn't the same player so out of them all I think he's the one that misses the fans more than anyone doesn't he's, seem he's impressed most... with the crowd noise tonight either by the way he's had a cheeky post on social media is Gezi I haven't seen it what's, it, what's, what's he put uh, don't know whose choice it was to put the booze and whistles in the artificial crowd noise but personally I think it's an absolute pee take uh, as soon as I heard that, I didn't want to be there. Suppose that's just another hurdle I'll have to overcome, just like the other million ones I have. I wow. thought the crowd. I thought. I thought the crowd noise. Can I just say, gently, I thought the crowd noise after the success of the match play. I thought the crowd noise was very poor tonight. I thought the way they did it was very, very poor. Not really enough stuff on the not known cheers really on the one eighties. They got 
they got the cheers, the boos in the crowd, so, you know, the cheers for the legs all wrong. It, it, I think it just sort of came back to maybe first day back at school kind of feeling a little bit on the crowd noise tonight. Um, but that is a very telling statement from Gerwin Price. Hopefully uh, he will overcome that. Uh Let's move on then, gentlemen, and we will talk about performance of the night. Let's give out our award for performance of the night. Gob, I'm going to let you go first here because I'm going to guess there is only one person that you're giving it to. Chris Derby. No, I'm joking. Yes. Gary. Big Gary. Roll roll back the years, as as they say in in the media world. Um, He just looked confident on stage. Um, that extra bit of weight in those barrels and maybe even a change of the grip just, just seemed to give him that little bit more confidence that he can fire another one off without it, it falling out or anything. So, yeah, Gary's performance of the night and, and rightly so, I think. I've ne- I never thought I'd ever hear that God was going to be happy about him not playing with the Noir darts, but there we go. Straight- 2020 is a strange one, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I was about to say that in our in our live lands that you were absolutely yeah. panning him when I told you he was going to face twos. And I, I, st- <laughs> I still wasn't convinced after three legs, and then he just started getting better and better and better. That opening leg, I was like, mm, maybe trying to find a bit of range, but look, they worked for him. I still think he is a better player with the straight barrels, but if he needs that little bit, it's like it's like a golfer stepping back from blades to something that gives them that little bit more security while they're lining up behind the ball. Do you know what I mean? So I just think that he, he's taking an option at the minute to try and build that little bit of comfort into his game, which is obviously what he needs. There's a bit more weight, a bit more grip, a bit of change, somewhere that he can make sure that every time he picks up the dart, his, his fingers and thumbs are all in the, in the same place. And just that little bit of security means that you can just get on with it at his pace of having to worry about where his start is. Phil, who is your uh, performance of the night then this evening? Are you going to join our friend Mr Garwood over here? Uh, Gary, don't get me wrong, Gary is right up there. It was a stunning performance, but for different reasons. I'm going MBG because I think he needed that performance after the match play. If he'd have had a good match play, I'd have said standard MBG performance. But... I thought there was real signs of intensity in his game that was lacking during the match play, where he was celebrating and cheering. The only, the, the only caveat I've got to that is this. One, is that because of how Paul Cross played? And two, there's still signs there for me. We talked about this earlier. There's still signs to me. The doubles, again, he's missing doubles where he doesn't normally miss. He still isn't. I don't. I still think. Don't get me wrong. He's miles ahead of most of the people in the field, but I think we're going to know more about the Michael Van Gerwen you know, of 2020 tomorrow when he plays Glenn Durrant. I think rather than judging tonight. Uh, I, I'm not sure, but you think there there were missed doubles, but he still averaged 100 and nearly 104 with missed doubles. Hmm. Michael Smith averaged 107 with three from 16 missed doubles. So <laughs> yeah. Um, but, you know, I, I thought Van Gogh needed that performance after a, a shocking match play, which he said himself. Um, so, he impressed me. Gary got to a match play final. Obviously, I'm not... I, if Gob had put Gary, I'd have probably gone with it. But I'm not going the same. <laughs> well, um, <laughs> we did so, that enough in the predictions. Yeah, yeah we did. So, and we, for, and we got it spectacularly wrong with Bully Boy. <laughs> yeah, so, for, so for, for, for that reason, I'm going to go Michael just because I think he needed it more than anyone. Yeah, I, I think I'm going to go with Nathan, I think, as well. I'm going to go with Nathan Aspinall for my pick. And the reason why is because, again, similar, he went out first round of the match play, looked shocking against Dimmy. Uh, I appreciate, you know, he goes out to the eventual champion, but let's be honest with ourselves, Nathan Aspinall should be beating Dimitri van der Berg under normal circumstances. You know, he did it at the World Championship for quarter final. We expect that's a high-ranked player. But... That performance there from Nathan proves to me that he's not just going to go away quietly into the night. Debut year, people might think he might wilt under pressure, all that sort of stuff. No, he's there to win this tournament. And I've got a little sneaky suspicion about the Asp if he continues to play like that. Obviously, it's a big, big call to make. Obviously, uh, Gob and I both picked Michael Smith and he's now out the the top four as things stand. Um, But... You know, he's got Daryl Gurney next up. It's a big game for both of them, really. Daryl needing to win to keep the pressure on Cross. will be out the relegation zone with a win before Cross hits the stage. And then he's got Michael Smith, 
So there are two games which could be absolutely massive for the pair. Gob's gone into darkness because he's that annoyed that I didn't pick Gary. Um, but, uh, fair, though, but again, I agree that Aspinall did play well and he needed it as well. So good, good shout. But I just think that he got let off a little bit as well. If Price pings the doubles when he needs them, it's a completely different game. Uh, well, yeah, I suppose so, but it's a very, very strange one, to be honest with you. As Gob just rejoins us there now, I think, uh, on, uh, on on the call. Don't worry, mate, we understand the technical difficulties. Don't worry, Phil Bars understands that definitely in the Wi-Fi over in Milton Keynes. Um, yes, absolutely. But welcome back. Good to have you back with us. I, I'm, yeah. sure you're, I'm sure you're absolutely fuming about the fact that I've gone with Nathan as... Uh, as, you, as I think you drop off again, but uh, we'll come on to that in a second. We'll let Gob come back to us, Phil. Um, tomorrow, well, let's look ahead very, very quickly to tomorrow night. The biggest game, I think, of Glenn Durrant, potentially, of his, of, his, of his career in this sense. Yeah, and I was really impressed with Glenn tonight. I was, I was sceptical when he changed the flights because he's played with pairs ever since I can remember. But hmm. there was some exceptional stuff with that equipment change where he probably scored heavier than what I remember him scoring. So I'm really looking forward to it. And Michael won't enjoy playing Glenn because of the pace and everything like that. So it's a big game. And like we've said before, Glenn seems to play better when he plays someone that's higher ranked than him, the, the underdog status. So I'm, I think it's going to be an absolute belter tomorrow, that game. I think that's got to be the game of the night, hasn't it, Gob? Yeah, couldn't agree more. It's 1v2 in the table. Uh, obviously, Glenn's got that record against him that, that Michael doesn't really allow anybody to have. Um, Michael looked good tonight. Glenn let Peter off the hook a couple of times, um, but still averaged 102. So... He's battle-hardened, he's ready. I think he's shown he belongs in the PDC now and tomorrow could be an absolute monumental scrap between the two, yeah. I can't wait for it. We can't wait for it all here at Online Darts. Phil Bass, Jack Gobby Garwood, with all of the technical difficulty for the pair of you, thank you very much for joining us here on the Match Play Day, on the Match Play Day, on the Premier League Daily, in fact, obviously. That that shows you where, <laughs> how it's all, been, it's all been a first day of school back at field for us here yeah. uh, on Online Darts. I love it. Uh, so, obviously, that rounds us up then on night seven of the Unibet Premier League. Daryl Gurney dazzles against Dobie. Well, not necessarily, but got the job done. He manages to get to... Uh, Four points, and he's one point off Cross, who looks very, very shaky indeed, as Michael Van Gerwen uh, puts him on through a 7-2 uh, paid uh, game for Van Gerwen. Van Gerwen moves to the top of the table, but Anderson is advancing into the top four as he beats Michael Smith 7-3. Peter Wright and Glenn Durrant share the spoils in a 6 all draw, and Nathan Aspinall uh, manages to keep his place in the top four with a 7-4 victory over Gerwin Price. Join us again tomorrow on OnlineDarts.com where we'll have the live blog for you from 6.30 in the evening. And make sure, of course, you subscribe to our YouTube channel, Online Darts TV. If you're watching this now, of course, on YouTube, where you'll be able to find all the reaction to every winner from every game with Phil in the bubble. Join us across Facebook, Twitter and Instagram as well. Just search Online Darts on there and we'll find yourself on there as well. And make sure you're back with us here on the Premier League Daily tomorrow when we're re reacting to probably another amazing night in Milton Keynes. From us all, take care. See you later. Mm -hmm.